Hey, Jay. Uh, that's consecutive, really solid defensive efforts against two of the top offensive teams in the league. What, what did you like about your defensive group tonight as a whole? Yeah, Jason, I think if you, if you went back and look at, um, you know, even just our segments of the, the last 10 games and then the previous 10 games, and you looked at even strength defending, I think you'd see we were at or near the top of the league in the top five. Uh, so I think we've been trending in the right direction. Those are stats that I would look at. Um, we've been trending in the right direction post-Christmas. Um, you know, and sometimes that, you know, there are goals that go in sometimes that they go in and, um, you know, um, you can do a different play here or there. But I think uh, against two of the best teams in the league this week at home, um, you know, we've played the game the right way. And part of that's offensively, part of that's defensively. Um, and we got contributions from everybody who played tonight. You played Ekholm and Bouchard together a lot uh, tonight, mainly those two as, as, a, as a unit. Uh, Ekholm said he was impressed by uh, Bouchard. Give me your initial thoughts on, on 14 and what you liked about the duo. Yeah, um, I thought for 14, he he's... He has a way about him that um, I think inspires confidence in the people he's on the ice with. He has veteran poise. Um, he's a huge man, defends well, um, moves pucks. And um, for just having met a few hours earlier, I thought it was a positive sign that um, both him and Bush played the game that they played tonight against a really good hockey team. Um, so there's a lot of positive signs there. Um, you know, he's not even in the city for, you know, eight hours or so, and, and he's left a good impression so far. When you, when you have a 20, when you put a high end 21 minute defenseman in your lineup like that, does it slot everyone sort of where they need to be? Do all six guys or seven guys look better? Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, um, that is not a slight on anybody that's been here, um, but I think um, when the batting order is set a certain way, um, everybody looks good. And uh, I thought we got good minutes from everybody who played tonight on the back end, up front, um, but it was nice to add someone of Ekholm's quality to the lineup. You. Got uh, five multi-goal games in a row here from Connor. Uh, He's just sort of says sometimes you're feeling it, but what are you seeing from him overall game offensively? Like it's this is rare five in a row. Yeah, he is feeling it. Um, you know, he's coming at teams at a certain level of pace that backs them off. He's willing to shoot through um, th through traffic. Um, he goes to hard areas to score. He played a great game tonight. I'd also highlight Leon Dreisaitl's game tonight. I thought that was one of the best two-way games he's played this year. Um, the way he managed the puck. Um, you know, he set some people up that didn't finish on a couple glorious chances. Uh, I think he ended up with one, one assist. But uh, the way he played the game tonight, he was tough to handle. Do you like the way your team seemed to find its game against these two opponents? I mean, these were measuring stick style games and it seems like your team found it at its game. Yeah, yeah, and I keep going back to post-Christmas. I, I think our team is kind of hitting stride post-Christmas. We had to make some hard decisions. I believe hard decisions drive culture. 
Um, and we've seen some real results. I think we've lost three games in regulation um, in the last 20 games or so, like somewhere around that. And both two out of the three games we lost were by one goal and we were right there. So I think we're doing a lot of really good things. I think as we work our way down the stretch when points are at a premium, um, you're going to see us refine the way that we need to play come game 83. Um, you know, I mentioned Leon tonight. I thought a lot of his puck decisions tonight um, set the tone for how we needed to play versus a high-octane, positionless hockey team. So the, the, in Edmonton, it seems like the next best thing to a goalie fight is a nuge fight. What do you make of that whole sequence, and, and uh, why does it resonate like that when, uh, when he gets down and dirty? Yeah, I can't answer for the fan base, but uh, I would say uh, for me, um, I really enjoy seeing somebody um, get into that type of situation on behalf of a teammate that he felt was cheap-shotted. Um, and, you know, I thought he acquitted himself really well versus a man who was bigger than him. Um, and it fired up the fan base, it fired up the bench, it fired up the coaching staff. Um, you can see why he's such a beloved teammate. Uh, Yamamoto, was that a spotter that took him out, and is he all right? Good question. I never even, I just heard that he wasn't coming back to the bench. I don't know, and I haven't gone back to the trainer's room just yet uh, to see how he's doing. We'll have an update, I'm sure, tomorrow. So as a coach, do you kind of hold your breath when one of your best players goes into a fight like that or do, I mean it happens so quickly I know but what what kind of goes through your head when you're seeing it yeah, well I thought I thought it was outstanding that he stuck up for a teammate um it happened so fast DNB that in you know that fight was pretty quick because he did so well um you know I you you never want anybody to get hurt in a in a fight um but for Nuge to do that like I said, you can see why he's so beloved. What are you seeing out of Stuart Skinner, who's you know progressing pretty far along here in his first full NHL season? You know, sometimes guys at this stage will you know see some fatigue or whatever, and he seems you know based on the play the last couple of games, he's has his slowed down. No, he's played well. He's given us a chance to win. He gives us a chance to win most nights. Um, I would say, what am I seeing? Well, I thought you know with the birth of his son um and with his illness and going to the all-star break and all or going to the all-star game and stuff we kind of managed him in the month of january i think he played only four of 15 games so he is you know he's back up and running now and i think that's healthy when we have two goalies fighting for the net uh with tyson being traded uh, Evan's role has been sort of elevated with uh, moving up into the power play. Uh, how important do you think this vote of confidence is in him? Yeah, I think it's important. We're going to learn a lot about Evan Bouchard here down the stretch. Um, you know, I think um, the organization uh, has put a lot of faith in him. And, um, you know, I thought he played a good game tonight. I thought that pairing was excellent. I thought the power play went and did its thing at an important juncture early, found a way to score a goal. We, you know, I thought we scored another one. It got called back. Um, you know, he had a, a break, a fast break at the end of the second period on a goal that was called back. Like, he should feel good about his game. He should feel good about the organization's belief in his ability. And um, now he has to build on it. Jay, that McLeod-Fogel-Coston goal kind of 
showcased the level of confidence they seem to have offensively, the pass from Fogel and the play McLeod and the finish from Costin. Mm -hmm. What have you seen just kind of as the, the growth of all three of those guys and, and three guys who could be very important for you down the stretch? Yeah, I think uh, all three on are well on their way to career years goal-wise. So I think that's a positive sign um, when you can get that type of depth scoring and when you see individuals hit career marks as a coach, it makes you feel good, especially for Ryan and, and Warren. They, they missed a good chunk of the month of December. Uh, so for them to um, feel good about their game and give us a different look on that line, I think it's excellent. For Clem, you know, he's just getting back up and running. You know, he had he had uh, missed five games or so after that illness. But, you know, he's establishing himself as an NHL hockey player right now. And we're still just scratching the surface, I believe, of his potential. I also think that he is continuing to learn the way the game needs to be played um, at this level and uh, the way we want it played. Um, so... Lots of good signs. I would add that Shore, uh, Janmark, um, and DR played excellent as well. And lastly, on the, the Leafs' first goal, um, kind of just stopped, played it. So did somebody yell offside? What, what happened on that? Yeah, you know what? It was an interesting thing. First, I would say that the referees uh, and linesmen, there were only three on the ice because uh, Ryan Daisy, I think, uh, got hurt. So... Edmonton Oilers are sending their well wishes to Ryan to make sure that's not uh, something serious. Um, but when there was only three on the ice, the play actually started in the offensive end. The linesman dropped the puck. There was nobody at the blue line. And it was one of those ones that was up in the air. Um, there, you know, uh, it just seemed like we got to play until we hear the whistle, but it's a unique situation. And you know, uh, when we re-looked at it and we spent some time making sure we made the right decision, from our vantage point, it was not 100% clear to be able to overturn that call. So that was a, that was a uh, gut call at that point not to challenge it and ended up working out for us. So we can be better in that situation, play to the whistle, but it seemed like one of those freak things when there was only three referees on the ice, or three officials on the ice. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.